Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. So you are tuned in to Live to the Point with Paul and Keisha. And if you can't get to the point of it, what's the sense of it? And tonight we are interviewing Prophetess Adrena Turner. So do stay tuned and the show will start shortly. I think so. 
Are we going to get to the point of it? We're going to get to the point of it. Well, you know what happens if you don't get to the point of it. Then what's the sense of? I don't know what uh, the sense of it is. I really don't know. I'm looking forward to getting people's uh, opinions about that. Yeah, I am too. But for now, we have a very, very special guest with yes, us. do. And if she could let us know in the chat room <laughs> where she is, because I'm not <laughs> sure. I see her name, but I don't see her on the call. Um, so I'm not sure where she is. Um <laughs> And we need our guest tonight because she's yes, very special. She's a real good friend of ours. Yes, she is. Prophetess Adrena Turner. Amen. Well, we know she has showed up for the interview in the chat room. And I don't think and, that will uh, work because we really can't get to the point of anything there. Yeah, because we might need to talk to her, would you think? I think. <laughs> well, I really I'm, think. I'm glad to say this to you, my dear heart. I'm glad to be back. I am, too. I have missed a lot to the point. Me, too. Because we have not got to the point of anything lately. But we've had a great, I won't say vacation. We just came off of revival with men standing firm in God. Uh, we also have had the revival of our dear uh, mother, your mother-in-law, and my mother, transferring down here to Florida from Massachusetts. Yes. Um, and we have some issues here and there, but all is good, and we're oh, back guess. on the air. Yes. Uh, we just want to give kudos to our management company, Axe Management. Yes. Miss Felicia. Uh, Felicia. Knight. Lisey. Or Leslie. Leslie Knight. Knight. Yes. Uh, it's kind of Leslie Knight. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think this might be Miss Adrena with the little question mark. I guess that's her. I thought that might be her. Is this you, Miss Adrena? Well, there you are. Well, now we can get to the point of things here on Live to the Point with Paul and Keisha. Now that we have our guests live on the air here, we're going to tell you a little bit about Miss Adrena before we go into our interview. Uh, as we said, uh, she is a very good friend of ours. Uh, we met her several, several years ago, way back when we were young folks. <laughs> um, we're not going to give away ages tonight. Oh. We was all a little bit younger. And we, a little. We met through Internet Ministry, and we have stayed in contact over the years and have grown closer. Have not met in person as of yet, but hopefully maybe she'll be here for the big event next year. Amen. But Miss Adrena is an author, a preacher, a prophetess. Oh, my goodness, she does all kind of things. She's a radio host. She's a teacher. Amen. And, um, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to say. Well, Adrena Turner is an award-winning female author for The Day Begins with Christ. Her writing voice and spiritual connected intellect is determined to help somebody find faith and keep hope alive. And the greatest of them all, now they are loved. These are some of her books. 
um, intuitive agent for Christ, missed the mock series, which we're going to be talking about this evening, coming soon. Amen. Um, these are just some of her books. She has been nominated for Outstanding Community by BBCR Black Books Club Rocks Awards 2009 and the Best Book Reviewer Dream for More Reviews and literally, uh, yeah, I said that word right. L I T E R A R Y. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Oh, I said it right. Literally. Okay. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, yeah. Talk show, Adrena Turner show for 2010 AAMBC Literally Award also host of the year with Facebook Urban Literally Award. My goodness, she got all these awards. Next will be an Oscar. A five-star review from the Oprah Winfrey Book of Reviews has me over here shouting by E.N. Choi. She has had two online radio shows, Adrena Turner Show and Dream for More Radio, which I believe you can find on Blog Talk Radio and Talk to. Um, you can request her for your speaking engagement by reviewing Dream to Speak for Media Kit. And I think we have covered a lot about Miss Adrena. And tonight we're going to be talking about her book, Miss the Mark. Now, let's talk about book one, Tormented Dreams of Miss the Mark series which is a thriller fiction series, uh, a Christian thriller fiction series, for y'all that don't know, where present-like characters while inspired to write these series based on the eerie, bizarre, and revealed dreams. Moreover, Mr. Mark series is similar to the bestseller Left Behind series, and I love that series. I read every one of the books which is to stir up the awareness of the seven-year tribulation, tragic world events, and the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we know he is soon to come back very soon. So these books are really important at this time in our Christian walk. Now, throughout the series, there are revealing symbolic and futuristic metaphors based on dreams, visions, and inspiration dreams to demonstrate what will transpire soon. The first series is Tormented Dreams. I am anticipating on writing up to seven series, and these are the seven series, Tormented Dreams, Outcry Solomon, Souls Lost to the Mark, and The Nick of Time, subtitle, don't waver your faith. Uh, what's that one, Adrena? D-I-A-B-O-L-I-C-A-L invasion? Diabolical. Uh, diabolical invasion. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Blood, blood's head in Armageddon, working on now. Christ coming. Mr. Mark series book one. Tormented. Someone has a computer on in the background, please. Mr. Mock series, book one, 
tormented dreams is an opportunity. Hello? It's a novel that explores revelation dreams and visions becoming a reality. Roya Whitmore discovers that she has the spiritual gift of dreams and visions, but she continues to have bizarre and unexplained dreams. She wants to verify if these dreams are true. Now, I'm going to let you all read the book. I'm not going to give you too much more because we're going to talk about the book this evening, and we're going to talk about Adrena. Now, good evening, Miss Prophetess Adrena Turner. How are you? Good evening. I am wonderful. Good evening, Paul and Keisha. I'm glad to be here on Live to the Point to talk about the Mr. Mark series, especially book one, Tormented Dreams. Great. Now, my first question, Adrena, how old were you when you first started writing? Um, It was actually October of 2006, so that would be minus nine years from now. Uh, I want to say around 29, 30-ish, somewhere around there. So you got started late, basically, in life. You you didn't do any writing as a child? Yeah. Um, yes, I actually did. I, I still have a trunk full of things I've written since 11 years old through high school. Um, I didn't publish anything until 2004, actually. So mm-hmm. I waited during my college years to start publishing. How did you know you wanted to be an author? Um, you know, some people say that it found me. Well, for me, I found writing therapeutic. So initially, when I was around the age of 11, um, my parents had divorced, and I didn't know how to deal with that. But instead of having tantrums and acting out like some kids would do once their parents have uh, divorced, I went to reading a lot more and then started journaling and writing And then I realized I was actually pretty good at it because in school events, I um, myself was featured in their brochures or pamphlets that were sent out. I did small little plays in school, and they would take my designs or pictures and have that on the front page when I was a child. So it was kind of an instinct that I knew that I was born to do this. However, I would not deny that it is scary at times. You don't know how people will perceive your writings or what kind of um, criticism that you will take. But other than that, I did know that this was something that I definitely was born to do. I just finally had the courage to go ahead and publish my works and get it out there to the masses or to the public. Mm-hmm. Now, besides doing um, the series that you're doing, End Times series, what other books have you written um, what other types of have you done, like um, books for uh, motivational or teaching? What, what other types of books have you written? And where can people find them? Okay, very good questions. Um, the first book I put out was a novella. Uh, basically made three different types of short stories, but a little longer than your average short story, but not long enough for a novel. 
And I really don't promote that because I didn't go through the proper steps that you're supposed to go through as an author, which means get an editor, um, have someone else test read it, go through the channels to make sure it's your best work out there. But I took that risk because I had great ideas, great storylines, and I just wanted to put it out there to the public. Um, after that, shortly later, I put out my poetry work, which is Half the Battle is to Surrender All I Have and From the Depths of My Soul is the Other Title within that couple-year period. Uh, From the Depths of My Soul is one of my top-selling poetry books, mm-hmm. and it really comes from my heart, From the Depths of My Soul. It's more inspirational. You'll see life stories in their examples, but it's more of a spiritual I guess I could say Christ-like background um, is to more or less inspire you on different topics of life. And then half of the battle is to surrender all is also a song book poetry. Uh, some of you may not know, but I was an underground rap artist, so I took some of those songs that I had already written or recorded and then put it in a poetry book. And those topics deal more with, Life events that I've experienced, more like a testimony in a lyrical format. Um, It also deals with romance and relationships and things of that nature. But I try to keep it still what my whole focus is around all my books is to be inspirational. And after that, I finally did The Day Begins with Christ, which I did win an award in 2010. The book came out late 2009. And... I took a risk putting that book out because at that time I didn't see too much on Christian living. It was more self-help books. And when I did get an editor on that, she said, you know, there are many people that's tired of self-help books. And I said, well, this isn't a self-help book, but it is to help you grow in Christ, to to mature in Christ, and giving just layman terms or simple examples of the Bible that many of us neglect reading. You know, a lot of our Bibles are collecting dust on the shelf. So I tried to find a way through research to make it more likable, more relatable, and for people to really want to engage every day with Christ, taking time out to not only read the material, but to look up passages and scriptures in the Bible to study for themselves because the Word of God tells us, you know, to set a proof for ourselves. So if we don't set that time and be approved of learning these teachings, how can we really say that we're Christians or followers of Jesus Christ? So that was the next project. Um, But back then, God had laid on my heart in, I want to say, 2004, 2005, to put out a book called Unleashing the Spirit. However, I knew this book was going to be over 500 pages. So I didn't want to bring that book out yet. So I I guess you could say I advanced and brought out The Day Begins with Christ before the original book that I felt that the Holy Spirit was telling me to bring on the market. But Unleashing the Spirit ended up coming out about seven years later, which was in 2011, November 11th of 2011 is when Unleashing the Spirit actually came out. And I was advised to break it down in volumes of series, which were three total, and then In 2004, I finally just said, well, some people want to be like me and really learn the Bible and digest it, and I just put all the volumes in one that is specially on sale up till tomorrow. 
uh, Markdown Price on Amazon.com is where you can get all my books. You can find some on Smashwords.com. You can find other ones on BarnesandNoble.com. I've even found it, you know, if you just Google it, you know, I've even found it one time at Target, Walmart, but I don't know because it's, some of my releases are over four years ago that they still would carry it through Target or other retailers. But um, if you search for it, you can find it. But definitely you can't go wrong with my website or Amazon.com. And my websites are dream, the number four, more.org and adrenaturner.net. So just quickly to give you a rundown with 10 books out there on the market, uh, the, the first book is called Mystery Lives of Sin. The next was Poetry Steps in My Soul. Poetry, again, was half the battle to surrender all. Then was God is in the Equation, which is also Christian living nonfiction. And then Day Begins with Christ is another nonfiction book. Um, Unleashing the Spirits, as I stated, is three volumes, so you can buy volume one, two, or three. And I also came out with Mare Beware under my pen name, Dream Some More. But right now that's off the market. You might can still find some print copies through me. I might still have a few left. If you're really interested, that was a young adult book that was inspirational drama. Hey, man. So you have quite a few books out, and um, hopefully everyone heard that, and they'll catch it in the archives. Now, um, Ms. Kay. Yes, dear. Do you have a question? Well, Ms. Adrena Turner, I am proud to call you friend because I didn't realize you had so many um, pieces to work out there. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Now, um, because you um, have all of these works out there, do you have any of your um, uh, books on CD or tape? No, honey, tape is kind of old. We, no. Well, you we never know. People were talking about tape. People were talking about tape the other day. Okay. There must be throwback. Oh my God. Throwback. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to do a throwback show, but it's 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 CD and actually CD is coming old. Oh it's yeah. MP3. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love how my wife. No, at this time, unfortunately, I don't. No, that's Maybe fine. I track. listen to some of my books on track. But no, at this time, I I don't have it as an MP3, an audio book that you can listen to online through your libraries. Because I listen to audio books as well when I have time or audio CDs. Um, like he said, she's dated herself with the cassettes, but at this time, no, I don't have any. She's showing her age. She's well, hello, her age. I'm proud of it. Proud of it. I really think, uh, and you can really respond on this comment, I really think more authors um, should do um, MP3s or books on CDs for people uh, that have issues with their eyes or are legally blind. We have a lot, a lot of, um, you know, blind people in, in this world, in this country, and they don't have people that are able to read to them. And I'm finding out, you know, because my wife is blind, that um, a lot of them love to read or still would like to be able to hear a, a book. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So um, I'm an advocate right. for that and um, say that to authors, you know. Um, and um, mm-hmm. I think if they start doing it, it would bring it back because I know books on CDs and cassettes, uh, we have both, were very popular. And now it seems like they've become, you know, unpopular because everybody's going to MP3. Or iTunes. Mm-hmm. iTunes, yeah. Or um, the, yeah. my mother likes the um, Kindle. Kindle. But you can't hear a Kindle. Yeah. You have to read a Kindle. Maybe Kindle will come out with a talking Kindle that actually reads the book for you. Well, some books are available on Kindle because I purchased one. Where you can also download the audio track. And as you stated, it comes out as an MP3. But while I'm watching the book on my tablet, I can also listen to it at the same time. So it, like, brings up a little highlighter letting me know exactly what words it's reading out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it depends on the publisher. It depends on the author, if they want to invest in that. I spoke with a well-published author that has been self-publishing as well as she's been a traditional publisher, uh, under a traditional publisher, excuse me. And when I emailed her to just inquire about it, she said it's quite costly, it's quite expensive, and a great investment. So, therefore, I believe publishers have to see how well a book sells before they even consider doing the audio books, from my understanding, because you have to hire usually an actor or a storyteller type of person that would do it in increments to do the recording of the book. And then some authors are so good, they don't just give it monotone. They kind of act it out, and they change their voices. Yeah, it's called bridging. Some of the books, yeah. So they usually hire actors and actresses to do that if you have those real dramatic type of um, audio sounds of a book. So I've listened to some of those, and, again, I'm still researching that, trying to find out what's the process. But I I won't say that I won't ever do it, but since I'm self-publishing, I would have to also consider my finances and see how well the book itself sells from ebook and book copies, and if it does, well, I may consider that. I really would like to do that. That's good. Well, we're going to take a quick station break here, and we will be back with some more questions. And this evening, we're interviewing Adrena Turner. Now, while we're on our station break, we just want to remind you about our question for the evening. And uh, to find out if you want to check it out, you can go to CNN.com. Amen. Uh, Disabled student handcuffed. Okay. And we're going to talk about this this evening. We want to hear y'all's point of views. And while we're in your commercial break, tell someone to call in. We're going to be giving a free gift away from our author this evening. And uh, she will come and talk about that when uh, we come to that part of our segment. So hang in there because you are with Paul and Keisha. And this is Live to the Point. And if you can't get to the point of it, what's the sense of it? I really don't know what the sense of it is if you can't get to the point of it. I don't know what the sense of it is when we can't even get to the point of it. But anyway, that's a whole nother interview. <laughs> Live to the point with 
but she ended up getting married to a music producer that does gospel artists and other big-time celebrities. And once she married him, she kind of settled down and had five kids. Five? So. Wow. (laughs) They was busy. Yeah. (laughs) They were busy. Mm. Now, are they saved? She pretty much, wait, good question. She pretty much gave up her career where she was a former actress. Uh, As I stated, she got a law degree, but wasn't practicing. And um, as far as her kids, yes. Uh, When she, she later tells you throughout the beginning of the, of this book that her twin sons that she had reminds me of the story of Jacob and Esau you know how before the woman got pregnant, God had let her know that she was going to carry two nations, just meaning that they both will be rulers in their own right. Well, her sons are coming during a time of in time, so her sons will be the two witnesses. Mm. So if you've ever read the book of Revelation, you'll kind of have an idea of who the two witnesses are. Um, some people believe the two witnesses are, an incarnation of Moses and Elijah. Mm-hmm. Um, also the transfiguration that Jesus had with his three disciples that they had witnessed. So um, basically her sons around the age of 12 is where they start out in the book. They're already young prophets, already well-educated. Matter of fact, they're geniuses, you'll later find out. Uh, they later are acknowledging a genesis book of records because of how intelligent they are. So they advanced to college pretty quickly through the book as well. Okay. Keisha, you have a question about um, the four-minute dreams? Uh, I hope I don't have no dreams tonight. Mm. I know. I gotta live with you. I know. Well, um, go ahead. Thank you. Now, where does this... I I could move out and, you know, go... No. On the couch. No. Where does this um, story take place? Um, is this the 21st century or um, uh, 20th century? What city do you have a specific city that it takes place that it has backing with? Winnipeg, Florida. <laughs> um, you absolutely are lucky. I don't know if you got to read the prologue in the first chapter or two that I sent you, but yes, they actually start in Florida. So I had to do a lot of research and Google Mapping <laughs> to see and Google Earth to see what Florida looks like. Because again, I've never been there. So as authors, we usually write what we know. But if you don't know, you research it and look and see what uh, that place looks like. So it doesn't sound like a tourist is telling this story. It sounds like someone that actually lives there and knows the city. Mm-hmm. So the place actually starts in Florida, but. Um, her husband is formerly from L.A., so I've been to L.A., so I can kind of write about L.A. So every now and then they'll go from the beach house back to Florida where their mansion home is at. Um, they're really rich. They're really prestigious people, well-known in their particular circles, as you'll find out when you read. Uh, you guys are asking some really good questions, so you're kind of getting in debt with these characters early on before you even read the book. But uh, later you'll see them in Washington, D.C. Also, they'll be in North Carolina. 
Um, and then Atlanta. I've, I've been to Atlanta, so I do know some insight about Atlanta as well. So they'll travel throughout the book, which I love. It's kind of like a world travel, but you'll find out why they're traveling once you read the book. It's not like, oh, we just want to go on for a trip because we're celebrities and we got all this money. You'll find out who's after them and why they're making these sudden trips to these different locations mm. uh, throughout the series. Did you take them to the underground in Atlanta? <laughs> anyway, okay, a little bit. Of... I know somebody's gonna ask me that. Um, I actually don't do that in this book, but if you read my young adult series, yes, I took her to the underground area, which I have oh my goodness. before. Okay. But they do Harriet Tubman in the underground railroad. <laughs> I didn't say underground railroad. Uh, I said the underground. Right. <laughs> well, a little bit more about Roya, Roya Whitmore. Now, she discovers uh-huh. that she has the spiritual gift of dreams and visions, but she continues mm-hmm. to have bizarre and unexplained dreams. Now, Roya, she wants to verify if these dreams are true um, and expects she will act out in a negative manner when she thinks uh, her husband has betrayed her. Now, throughout the good and bad, she realizes what she is destined to do. Besides being a loving mm-hmm. and caring mother, she also assists with Alliance Crusades for Christ. Tell us a little bit more about that. Don't you think I'm giving away too much if I do tell you a little bit more about that? I think um, it sets it up within the first 10 chapters. Um you first find out that she is having this bizarre dream, as I stated, about storms. Uh, later throughout the book, it'll explain why she was dreaming such a thing, because it does have a revelation of, of, of her dream. Hmm. But at first, she's getting these dreams just thinking it's just weird, and she keeps getting them. Uh, she gets open visions, meaning that she's not really sleeping, but this particular vision of this man keeps coming to her, um, and she keeps seeing similar things throughout the book in the beginning. Uh, later, it'll align up to who this man is, what he's trying to do, and she has to be prepared for that storm that is coming. It comes like a whirlwind when it does hit. Um, you know, I want to kind of, I don't want to get too much, but I want to get you to see what is about to transpire through the book. Uh, basically, it's setting up for world domination. Mm-hmm. And she's dreaming of how this leader looks and who he is, but she doesn't know him. She's never seen him. She doesn't identify his name or anything. But like I said, later through the series, he's going to make himself known. As the Bible talks about, the Antichrist will eventually make himself known. So right. I'm going to give you all a, a quick cue of what's going on. Um, and through that, uh, as she has these dreams, she's trying to make sense of it <clears> as it states. And then there's one dream where she has one in particular that hits close to home. And it's dealing with her husband supposedly having an adulterous affair. Now, mind you, he is a music producer. You know, he's well-known in the industry. 
So, therefore, she's going to see if she can catch him in that. Is this a reality or am I just dreaming these type of things? So hmm. that's what you got to deal with this particular character. She constantly gets open visions and dreams, and then she has to verify if they're a reality. And she's willing to do whatever it takes to find the truth. Now, I have a question for you. Do you think this character, now I'm, I'm asking this because I kind of know you and I know your ministry and I know some of the things that you have on Facebook and you deal with a lot of dreams. Does some of this character come from you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she answered that like, hmm, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I take portions of her that really deal with things that I'm facing. How, m- how much do you relate with the character in your yeah, own personal life? Well, I am going into the legal field, but I don't have a law degree like she does. Um, but I am anticipating to do such. Uh, she follows me as far as the dream and visions that God has given me in order to write this series. Um, but I use her as that outlet through me to kind of capture that story. And I had to review what scriptures, what passages that God was showing me through dreams and open visions to how it's related to the series and events that goes on through the book and through that character, Roya. Um, Roya actually means dream, mm-hmm. visions. So her name identifies to that. Originally in the story, I first wrote her name as Dream Whitmore, but another author got to read the first couple of chapters. She said that's just too obvious. So later had to research this name that still meant dreams and visions, and Roya does that. That that name means that term. That's so a unique uh, name. those are some things that I had. Huh? I said that's a very unique name, Roya. Yeah, and I kind of like it because you don't know what race she is. And actually in the story, she's multiracial and multicultural, meaning that her mother is mixed and her father is also mixed. Hey, um, hey. She has uh, <laughs> a few different sets. <laughs> so I tried to give her a name that doesn't sound like she's necessarily a certain um, ethnic group. Right. So hey, this pump for the mixed race, you know. Because hey. It's, hey, if you think about it, we're all hey. mixed with something. I don't, I don't know why they just don't take black off applications, take white off applications. Just true. put mixed because if everybody looked down through their generational things, they're gonna find out that they're mixed with something French, Irish, Scottish, German, whatever. That's a mixed race. Right. So why are we called white, mm-hmm. black, Spanish? yellow, green, purple. Anyway, um, let's go to one of our listeners and see if we can get them to ask a question. Um, hmm. Okay, wonderful. I see East Maryland here on the line. Hello, East Maryland. Do you have a question for our guest this evening, Ms. Sadrina? Um, no. Okay, great. Well, would you like to introduce yourself? And we want to thank you for tuning in to live. Uh, my name is Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Thank you for tuning in to live. To the thank point. You. We're Paul thank and Keisha. You. You're welcome. 
She didn't catch it the first time. Well, oh, I thought you was just going short, you know, the short version. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to have to get to the point of that later, honey. <laughs> All right, let's see who's in Southeast Wisconsin. Welcome to Live to the Point with Paul and Keisha. Would you like to introduce yourself? And do you have a question for our guest this evening? I'm Lady Didi on um, Brown Deer, Wisconsin, and um, I just, it sounds like a book that I would rather read. I don't want to want to know too much because I'm the type, if I know everything before I read the book, I won't want to read the book, but um, I'm enjoying the show, and I'm enjoying you and your lovely wife, Keisha, and and I'm a guest of Adrena Turner. So Lady Dee had to come in, and I made it. I had to make it in ten minutes home because I was out and about for three hours shopping, you know, taking care of business, and 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 I made sure I got home in time. So I'm really appreciating and great, you know, enjoying you and Keisha. Then asked enough questions. I think that y'all kind of covered a little of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what's the name of the book. It's, it's going to be a series, six series, right? Yes, ma'am. Would you okay. like to answer that, Ms. Adrena? I'm I'm wondering if she's gonna yeah, make sure. that a movie. You know, six series like like Twilight, they had all them series. That would be if it turns out good, I think she should make that into a movie. Six series of six you know, because people need to know about this. And then your that would be good for you and your wife to see it in a movie, at least hear it in the movie, you know what I'm saying. So that's something to think about, you know. Good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's God's will, it will be done. That's how I look at it. So it's actually seven books, I mean, completion. So it's a seven-book series. I'm working on book six as we speak. Um, The first book, again, is Tormented Dreams, and it's from Mr. Mark's series. Okay. And have any of them been published as of yet at all? No. The original anticipated date was October 17th of this year, but by the looks of things and the editing process, I just got the edits back yesterday. So with that, it looks like this process is going to take a bit longer than I had anticipated. So we're looking at May 1st of 2016 or no later than October 16th of 2016. This book should be out and hitting the market. Oh, well, we're it out as an ebook and a book. Oh, okay. Well, we're excited for you. Are you going to, when you have it come out as a book book, do some book signing? I would love to. Um oh, great. Hopefully this time around I can look at some events that are local and possibly meet up with the publishers so that I can find other locations where they may be anticipating this type of book out. But uh, when you do everything indie or independently, you know, when you're signed to a publisher, they're going to make sure you get out there and market that book. They're going to put you through the channel to publicly uh, market it. But when you're doing it, and yourself, again, this expense comes out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that book clubs or book events or things that I select, they're actually looking and anticipating this particular material. 
So you're doing this on your own as an indie author? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. That's good. Um, Ms. Keisha, do you have any other questions? Well, maybe you should think about doing it um, the Tyler Perry way, starting it as a play, starting the series off as a play. Wow. And then moving towards, um, you know, towards movies. Because if people see the plays and they're really interested, which I'm sure, because you've got my my gander up about I I want Paul I have to take him to the eye doctor to get him a new pair of glasses so he can read the books when they come out to me. And um you know you might want to do it as a uh, as a play. No, she didn't say the eye doctor to get some new glasses. Yeah, uh, yeah, she did. Thank okay. You. If you can't get to the point of it, what is this? So she about to get handcuffed like this little third grader. Oh, Keisha. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Wow. Wow, yeah, that's what I said, Adrena. Wow. That's all I can say, but that's a good consideration, (laughs) and I have spoke with my uh, father as far as what do you think would be best for this particular series? Mm -hmm. I think place would be a good idea. Huh? Plays probably, I, I like that idea that Keisha gave. Plays would probably be do, good. Uh, you could start out doing them at local churches, and people love to act, um, not being funny, but especially in the church. So I'm sure you could get <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the truth will set you free. Underline. Uh, underline. Hashtag, hashtag. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I was in a stage play for about two years. It was called Are You Ready? And it was based on that particular author's nonfiction book. And he was trying to get people ready for when Jesus returns, basically. Uh-huh. And there were six different characters, six different personalities. And uh, even though I was the good person in the play, I still didn't go to heaven because I didn't recognize. No, I was saying, I I was saying I'm sure you could get volunteers to play the actors. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I said, and you know, people in the church underline like to act. Underline. Not necessarily. Wasn't you're not getting it? It it went over. Not that they like to act, act, as in get up on stage, but they like to act. Act. Oh. It went over your head. The church, the church folks. They're, they're no, I guess because I've experienced it. I've experienced it trying to act in plays at churches. No. So, <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get it now. I get it. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> I got what you're saying. <laughs> I didn't get what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mr. Dreamer, this has been quite an interesting interview, and most definitely we would love to bring you back again once your book has been published and it's out and we can mm-hmm. tell the listeners more about it. Now, um, what's coming up for you? What, what's on your plate? Mm, good question. School uh, in two, three weeks is on my plate. Um as I stated, I did get the edits from my editor for book one. 
So I got to go through the first 10 chapters to really review and what I need to add to make it more intense uh, for the readers. So that's a project I also have to work on. Um, as far as any upcoming radio appearance or show appearances, nothing right now, to be honest. I appreciate you and Lady Keisha really giving me this opportunity to share the book even before it hits the fan. So I greatly, greatly appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy gym schedule to come <laughs> and be with us. This has truly been a workout, though, I'm sure, for you. <laughs> But um, we're going to open up um, the mind. I'm not going to open up Wisconsin because they already know most of the answers. <laughs> and I'm going to open up the line for East Maryland. And you can ask them a question uh, regarding this evening and see if maybe they can come up with the answer. And they'll be our prize mm-hmm. winner. And you can tell them what the prize is this evening. Okay. Hello, East Maryland. How are you again? Are you there? Hello? Her name was Felicia. Yes, Felicia, are you there? I see her on the call, but um, maybe she stepped away or she's on mute. We've been having some issues with uh, communication. We're not getting the storms that we're getting, we were getting, but it's been thundering and everything here all day. My computer's been kind of moving oh, okay. tomorrow, so I don't know if she's still on the call or she got dropped. Um, mm-hmm. No. It looks like she's on the call from what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Now, did you want to introduce Miss Lady Dee? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, Lady Dee, that's actually my mother. Um, and I thank you for tuning in at the last minute. I've also called her mother in Chicago, Illinois area but she couldn't guarantee if she would make it on the call. So I don't know if she called Blog Talk or I don't see her on Talk Shoe. No, we um, only have she's you. Definitely... Okay. All right, so she didn't make it. Um, and then I've also shared it with other friends and family, but some of them probably are at work if they work here in the California area. Right. But um, it will be in the archives. a great... Yeah, she's been like a great supporter. She's came to some of my book events during the last couple of years just to see some of the stuff that we go through as authors, and she was simply amazed at some of those things. She's also been a co-host on DYRP Midnight Hour doing her 7-Eleven show in the past. So that's pretty much as far as introductions. Yes, we have missed hearing Miss Lady Dee Dee. We have not heard from her in a long time. So it was such an honor to hear her voice on this evening, and we just want her to know that we love her and appreciate her coming to uh, support you on this evening. Now, we're going to play a recording here, and hopefully everybody can hear it. 
Um, we have about 30 minutes or so left of the broadcast, and we want everybody to kind of listen to this. And this is regarding the school resource officer um, is being sued for allegedly, and to me it didn't look alleged, handcuffing a eight-year-old child with ADHD. Mm-hmm. So let's just play this mm-hmm. here for our listeners. And we'd like you to listen, and we're going to talk about this on this evening. We're going to get a commercial first, and then I'll bring the sound in after the commercial. And if anyone is interested in going to watch this for themselves, they can just look up disabled student handcuffed or eight-year-old handcuffed. Just Google it, and it will bring up the videos. It's uh, quite disturbing. And here we go. This controversial video is difficult to watch. The sheriff's deputy now facing a federal lawsuit by the ACLU restrains the third grade boy with handcuffs. According to the complaint, the boy's arms pulled with excessive force behind his back. He can be heard crying out in pain. The small eight-year-old child, who according to the lawsuit suffers from disabilities related to ADHD and a history of trauma, is shown in the 15-minute video cuffed at the biceps. His wrists apparently too small for the adult-sized restraints. You can do what we ask you to. Or you can stop the That officer, who works at Latonia Elementary, identified in court documents as Deputy Kevin Sumner of the Kentucky Sheriff's Office, also named in the lawsuit the Sheriff of Kenton County, alleging his failure to adequately train and supervise Sumner. If you want the handcuffs off, you're going to have to behave and ask me nicely. And if you're behaving, I'll take them off. But as long as you're acting up, you're not going to get them off. The complaint was submitted on behalf of the young boy from the video identified only as SR, as well as another special needs student, a nine-year-old girl, who was also handcuffed in the same manner by Officer Sumner on two separate occasions, causing pain and trauma, according to the lawsuit. There was no legitimate law enforcement purpose there. Um, Neither child had committed a crime, um, and all of their behavior was related to their specific disabilities. Has reached out to both the school district and the sheriff's office there so far. We've not had any response. I should point out that in a statement that was actually given as part of the investigative report. The deputy's actions were explained that this child had apparently refused any directives from his teacher or vice principal and also apparently tried to swing with his elbows against the officer. Well, hmm. I tell you, we are really going to get wow. to the point of this thing because we are tuned in to live to the point with Paul and Keisha. And if you can't get to the point of it, you want to sit? 
sense of it? What's the sense of it? What is the sense of it? Now I want to know, what was the sense of handcuffing an eight-year-old, a grown man, handcuffing an eight-year-old? Um, <laughs> well, Apostle Paul Greenleaf going to take off his hat for a minute, and if that was my child, that cop would have been handcuffed. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm just being for real, for real, hashtag, lucky I wasn't the daddy. Um, yeah. Honey? Yes? Comments? Well, uh, um, I don't know because I can't see it to see the actual reactions, so I really can't. The only right. thing I can do is to say something um, as opposed to what I, I heard, as opposed to what I can't see. Let let me ask you a question. Do you think an eight-year-old that has ADHD um, issues, obviously uh, these are uh, mental issues, so on and so forth, handicap issues, should be handcuffed um, because they're getting a little out of line? Well, the thing about it is, too, honey, you don't know what happened before the 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 um, camera started rolling. Before it's um, how much can an eight year old do to a grown man? But you listen to me. It's not that he was doing. I mean, he was throwing his elbows at the police officer. But we don't know um, what was going on in the classroom before the um, the uh, filming of what was going on. I mean, we just don't. Um, um, and I'm not saying that it was not wrong because I wouldn't want my child to be handcuffed. But sometimes the police feel like when they go into a schoolroom and the child is acting out, that that might scare the child back to where they're supposed to be by putting handcuffs on them. And not saying that that's not right or wrong, but I'm just saying that that's what they do. No, I disagree with it. Well, I no, I disagree. I used to be a teacher. I used to be a teacher. I mean, that's just like hitting a child. That That's like a teacher going into a school. And, I mean, let, let's go back. Uh, if a teacher walked into a school right now and uh, got out their ruler and started smacking knuckles because the kids Cause that's wouldn't That's what be, they used to do. But that's what they used to do. That's but now, do. I mean, imagine if that was, say, you or I, and we did that to our child. We'd be behind bars for abuse. So why is right. it that a cop can get away with it? Yeah. Or think he can get away with it. Say that. Oh, I'm not saying hey, you're saying that. I, my my defense is I cannot see it. So I I uh, oh. oh, I understand you can't see it. So what happened in the video was the the little boy was handcuffed and he was not handcuffed in his mm-hmm. arm at his wrist, honey. He was handcuffed. He was up, up in his arms. I heard it. Up in his arms, and it was because he would not mm-hmm. um, listen. He wasn't listening, and oh, okay. I heard what CNN said. Oh, okay. But I'm saying that I can't see. Oh. <laughs> well, all you were not seeing, all they were showing was the little boy handcuffed. That's all. That's it. Yeah, I just watched it. That's all they were showing was him handcuffed and the cop telling him if he behaves, he'll take him off. 
Uh, if you can't behave, you're not going to take them off, look at me. And basically, they were just showing how the handcuffs were positioned on him and how he was crying because obviously it was quite painful mm-hmm. and it looked painful. Right. My point is mm-hmm. I, I think that was a little uh, too excessive for discipline. Mm-hmm. If we had if we had if an adult, if a mother had a handcuff her child she'd have went to jail so why is the cop getting away with this I don't agree with it either they could have controlled the kid right. somebody could have held him and maybe hold him and talk to him and calm his nerves down mm-hmm. I don't right. she's not saying she disagrees with it basically what she's saying is not being able to see the video it's it's a little bit difficult to really okay. analyze what happened. She doesn't agree with it. I know that. But she's saying it's really hard for her to comment on what she can't see. Basically. Yeah, I didn't see the video Keisha, Yeah, Keisha's saying that the cop was using as a scare tactic, but I used to be a teacher and I used to work with juvenile delinquents. And they never use handcuffs to scare them, per se. They use what we call those restrictive plastic things that they would put around their Mm -hmm. wrists as if they were handcuffed. It's not the steel handcuffs. And And when I just listened to it without seeing the video, I was already with my mouth wide open. I didn't even have to visually see it. Hearing that they took adult handcuffs, which I've seen and held before, around his, uh, above his elbows, behind his back. That has to be painful. Just imagining putting those still. And then secondly, I'm wondering, why did they have to call out the deputy in the first place at a school setting? Um, Well, supposedly the deputy works there. Okay. They said the deputy works there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, What else did you want to say on that, honey? No, I'm done. Um, I just, when, when I saw it this morning, I was like, wow, okay. And, um, I mean, I, 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 no lies. I, I've been handcuffed before and it is not a comfortable, uh, yeah. situation. Right. You know, Hey, I come from sin. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't perfect. You know, uh, been handcuffed several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah. not comfortable. So I can imagine for a child and I know knowing um, different situations that um, mm-hmm. there are other ways that I've heard. Um, my son works with uh, challenged children. Um, my wife's brother has right. worked with challenged children. And I know that there's other ways of uh, taming, um, you know. Yeah. I mean, kid, kids with ADHD, I mean, I'm ADHD, okay, but um, mm-hmm. I never um, I never got handcuffed as a kid, you know. I would get out of control, but I was sat in a corner and ignored yeah. why I threw my little tantrums or whatever, you know. Um, I just, my, my biggest issue is the, the thing with these cops nowadays, it's like, they're just going overboard with their authority. I mean, look at what happened um, 
what was it, honey, two, three weeks ago about the the African-American man that got pulled over um, because what, what, what was it, honey? He was pulled over because he didn't have a license plate on the front of his car. And the police officer um, asked him for his license and registration, and um, he was trying to give it to him, and he told, he felt the need to... He needed to get out of the car, so he saw an open bottle, I mean, a closed bottle, a closed bottle of, I think it was gin or scotch or one of the Closed, not even open. And um, he proceeded to shoot him and kill him, and then he had the nerve to say that the police police officer said that the the gentleman, he, he felt in fear of his life because this young man was unarmed, had an open bottle of, I mean, a closed bottle of alcohol and was mm-hmm. trying to get his license out to show it to him. And he did not have a license because in the state of Ohio, they have to have the front license plate on and the back license plate on their car. And he shot him and killed him. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. I, I disagree with that. Shot and killed him because of that? Yeah, right. just, they they just do what they want to do, and and it was oh, and it was it. it was on camera. It was on That's camera. I shot and killed him because he didn't have his license plates right, and they couldn't find his license. That's ridiculous. You don't shoot. That's and kill what the world is coming to. But well, this I world's mean, coming to an end. I already know that. But something really needs to be done about people in authority, not just guns, but people in authority, because this is what this is what we're seeing right now is people in authority, people that have authority that can legally carry guns are just, oh, well, I was in fear of my life. Or That's the first thing that they throw up. I was in fear of my life, so I decided I was going to shoot an unarmed person. Unarmed. Oh, that's uh, that. He wasn't afraid. That's he made that up. Just like my sister, she worked it with artistic kids, and they threw stuff in her face. She did not put handcuffs on them. She did not hit them. She talked to them and held them and calmed them down. She didn't abuse none of those kids. She said yeah. they throw stuff in your face and all that. She said oh, she yeah. talked to them and now they respect her. So she works with them artistic kids, and they really are messed up, you know. Mm-hmm. But she didn't put handcuffs or abuse them, and she didn't put them in the corner either. She talked to the kid, and now the kid's respectful to her because her them parents don't care about those kind of kids. They put them in there. They, they, a lot of them work, and when they're not working, they put the kids still in there. And my sister says she gives those kids love. Because she never had kids. So I don't want to hear about no handcuffs and somebody shooting somebody because he don't have his license or his plates. Because there's a lot of people in Milwaukee don't have their license or their plates or registration or insurance. And they should not be shooting them. See, that make me that make me scared to go in the street. That's well, crazy. That's what, that, that's, the, that's what we're talking about at this point. Um, people just going around. Um, and just with the, with the uh, authority that they can just do 
what they want to do, uh, arrest people, beat them up, and then because they beat them up so bad, they die in the jail cell. And, you know, it just seems like we're going reverse instead of forward. Well, they need to do something to the cops because if they don't, the cops will just continue killing people. Well, for 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 uh, for a dumb reason to me. Well, the guy should have got be... a. I understand the guy should have got a citation or something. A citation, I can understand that, and pay a fine. But you do not shoot and kill somebody because of that. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Now, what what is your take on all of this, Adrena? All of this violence that's going on with cops and civilians. Um, I'm actually glad you asked because when you read my series, you know, if you're getting upset about things that's going on right now, believe it or not, it's a sign of the times. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually they're going to come up with martial law where they can forcefully go in your home, shoot and kill without any questions. So in my series uh, later on in the book, I want to say around book three, four, and five, you're going to see things like that where they forcibly are going in homes and doing things that you may not agree with. And even the first part of book one in the prologue, you're going to see some things that the task force special operations unit does to just an innocent man that's holding on to his cross uh, at the workplace. So um, I'm not surprised to be honest, but this in this time, And in this season, us as believers of Jesus Christ and followers of Jesus Christ need to be watchful and pray. The word warns us of these things. Uh, I feel we need to be more prepared and equipped. We definitely have to pray before we send our kids in and out of schools. I agree heavily with a lot of things that Lady Didi has already stated, so I don't want to echo or repeat things that have been administered. But when I did work, with children that were highly medicated because they had different illnesses, not just ADHD. We had those. We had some that had ADD. We had others that had uh, manic depression, um, other psychological differences. And we were taught how to restrain those that became very violent towards us as workers. Uh, Again, as I stated, even the police officers that were nearby they would put them in the plastic uh, restraining things that you can buy on some of your foods today. You know how you re- um, put that plastic device and you kind of lock it and, mm-hmm. and fix it. Those Actually, the cops have those too when they arrest adults. They have the, you yeah. know, if they run out of cops. That's usually what we use. Correct. Yeah. And these were for teenagers. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about an eight-year-old child. And I used to be a teacher, so... I'm familiar. I used to work with pre-kindergartner and the kindergartner, so four and five year olds, and we had kids that got wild and didn't know how to behave themselves. But I was a type of teacher, like my mother specified with my aunt. I did things in love. They looked at me as a mama figure. Sometimes they wouldn't even go to their own mothers, you know, when they came to pick them up. But I did everything in love. But I always prayed before I even exit the house, got in my car, and got to work because you never know what you're going to be up against. So in this hour, I definitely think prayer is, is a definite thing. We have to get in our word and study it so we will be prepared for what is to come. That's my take on everything. Right, right. And if you've been tuned in to Live to the Point with Paul and Keisha, 
please go to our Facebook page. If you haven't liked us, like us and follow us over there. You can find that on Facebook.com to the point live. Leave your comments about tonight's show. Say hello to our guest, Adrena, under the event page there also. And just let us know how you've enjoyed the show. Um, We have some great guests coming up in this month. Uh, We're going to be interviewing um, some people from Axe Management, Jonathan Valencia. We're going to be interviewing him. He was on our broadcast uh, during Men Standing Firm in God, but he is also a very young indie artist. And... Um, we have a very uh, funny, funny character coming up by the name of Maybelline. Uh, Maybelline, we're going to be interviewing her. Uh, she has a comedy album coming out very soon um, by the end of this year or early 2016. And we are also going to have a very, very, very special interview. Now, if you all all of a sudden hear a big boom or a crash or something, just pray for me. We're going to be interviewing myself, Lady K, talking about her upcoming album, Back to Basics. So we have some very good special shows coming up later in this year. Amen. Are you um, still sitting up okay there, Miss Lady K? Yes. Uh, Oh, okay. And don't you come out with, we're going to be interviewing uh, Apart from Paul with his album, because I ain't got no album coming out. Because <laughs> if I sing, they're going to say, please sing low. <laughs> sing low, chariot. Anyway, I can't sing. I'll be, I'll tell the truth. Now, I can sing along with my wife. I sound good when I sing with her, but y'all don't want me to come out with the album. Because that'll be, uh, I'll be on that show uh, unsung. <laughs> one hit wonder <laughs> and y'all yeah, will have a show live to the point what was the sense of that album what was the sense of you even singing apostle go back to preaching please you're prophesying but we have really enjoyed you on this evening Miss Adrena and we do want to Thank oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. We want to thank our guests uh, for calling in, uh, Felicia thank and Miss DD. And we've had a couple of people uh, in and out um, that have come in and listened. And you can uh, come back and listen to the archives on Live to the Point. Um, also, amen, uh, we are going to be updating some more with WVOD Radio, where we play the sounds of gospel that are smooth for your soul, your mind, and your spirit on WVOD Radio. And you can hear Miss Adrena over there. She does one of our commercials for us. And we just love her. She has supported this ministry so much. But you can listen to WBOD Radio 24-7. And we play the best indie artists in the world. And we just enjoy listening to them. Also, uh, you can download the app on Google Play Store. Tune in and just plug in WBOD Radio. And you can listen to us on TuneIn, soon coming to iTunes Radio also. 
you'll be able to hear WVOD Radio. We have some great live shows coming up. Uh, now that we're done with our revival, you'll be able to hear yours truly and Miss Kay in the mornings with our devotional, just to get you started in the morning. Also, we'll be doing our live Indie Hour show where we'll be featuring our indie artists. And we have some other great things coming up that we're not going to be announcing just as of yet. Um, any other announcements, my dear? Sweets? No, I think you're, you covered them all. I've covered them all. Am I going to be able to come out of the office yes, after you the may. show? Yes, you can. And may I? Yes, you may. Oh, green light. Green light. Marco. Polo. You've been listening to? Live to the Point. With? Paul. And? Keisha. And our guest? Miss Adrena Turner. All right, now. Adrena, do you have any last remarks before we sign off? I appreciate both of you, and I love the way she said my name. It sounds like a movie star, but um, I will take in consideration everything that was advised or said, um, but I see it more as a movie so that they can put some of those supernatural scenes in the movie. I think it would be a little bit more difficult to do it as a play, I've even thought of TV show, and I asked my father about it. He doesn't oh, think that. So I'm praying for a movie like the Left Behind series. Um, again, the book is called Miss the March series. There will be seven books in total. And hopefully we'll get this book out May 1st of 2016, which is the day before my birthday. So, All right. Uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And hopefully uh, join Miss the March series on Facebook. We do have a Facebook like page. So, again, just type in the search Facebook, Miss the Mark series. And there you'll probably win ebooks or free book copies or whatever promotional things that I'll be giving away when it's closer to it. Also, you can pre order if you want on my website. Uh, it goes through PayPal, so that way I'll have your mailing address uh, to go ahead and ship those books out to you once it becomes available. And then eventually Amazon does have now a three-month pre-order. So uh, within three months or, or a month prior, you'll see the pre-orders, and I'll share that on Twitter, Facebook. You can find me under Adrena, A-D-R-I-E-N-A, Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R, on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. And, again, my website is adrenaturner.net, A-D-R-I-E-N-N, so it's two N's, A. Turner, T-U-R-N-E-R, dot net, or dream, the number four, more dot org, if you want to find out more information about me. But thank you so much. I really love this show, live to the point I've listened to your previous guests, and it's also a blessing to be one of the guest speakers here tonight as well. Well, we surely look forward to having you back once the book does hit the bookstores and Amazon and all those different places, and we're looking forward to our free autographed copy. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Amen. Well, Miss Kay, do you have any last comments to share with our listeners on this evening? I've enjoyed it, and I'm glad to be back. 
Yes, me too. Miss Dee Dee, uh, thank you for tuning in with us on this evening here to Live to the Point. We hope that you join us again. Miss Felicia, thank you for joining us out there in East Maryland. We hope that both of you have enjoyed the show on this evening. And those of you that are tuned in to the archives, do make sure you go over there to Facebook and like our page, leave your comments, let us know how you're doing. Comment some more on our question for the evening about the little eight-year-old boy. We'd love to hear from you. And please uh, keep us in your prayers here at Live to the Point. We have most definitely enjoyed everyone on this evening. If you have not signed up for our mailing list, you can also do that over there on Facebook. But we will be back soon, so hang in there and keep on standing and keep on getting to the point of things. Because if you can't get to the point of it, what's the sense of it? Good night, all, and we have enjoyed being with you on this evening. Good night. Good night. Good night. Live to the point with Paul and Keisha. Love.